What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And I'm not sure how to pronounce Gris. Is it Gris? Grease? S- I would sir? say Gris. That looks Gris? nothing like the word Grease. It's an awesome game! There's not even enough letters to be Grease. Games and Groceries. If anything, you could say Grice. Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. I've been playing Gris. Uh, as we've discussed, it's pronounced Gris, not Serg. And uh, I'm loving it. So, in this week's episode, episode 28, this is the follow-up uh, of our most popular episode so far. We, we talked about before how why Christian games don't work. We just want to follow up with that with, a, with an episode of how they could work. Yeah. We, we're not saying that they can't work. It's just that they don't work now, and we're going to discuss that today uh, in this episode, how they could work, mm-hmm. right? Not that they're necessary, but if you really want them, how could they work? So, as I ask every single week, Liz, how you doing? Good. Oh, just good. It's a week till Christmas. This time next week, it'll be Christmas Eve. Isn't that crazy? It's it's going to be Christmas Eve next week. I know. I'm so excited. Mostly, honestly, this is like the first time in a while that I'm like excited for my gift. Mm-hmm. Like as an adult, like, yeah, of course, I still like getting gifts, but it's not like my main thing. Like, I love giving people gifts. Yeah. So I'm mostly, ex- but like Adam is told, okay, so Adam told me back in like July mm-hmm. that he's won Christmas yep. this year. He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, I won Christmas this year. I got, you. I'm getting you an amazing gift. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to win. Cause every year he says he's going to win, but then he opens up his gift and he's like, I lost, I yeah. lost hard. Like he thinks he did amazing. And then he's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> So I'm really excited to see it because, I mean, so this year we had a new rule that we limited each other to three gifts each. Yeah. You'd rather get each other three pretty good gifts rather than, than like a bunch of random crap. Mm-hmm. So we did three. So, But this year I had such a hard time because last year I got him his dream grill. Yeah. I got him a charcoal grill smoker and gas grill combo. Yeah. And it was amazing, and I kept it secret. It was perfect. He found it a few days early, but it was still an amazing gift, and I had planned it so perfectly. Our par- my par- like our parents helped pay for it as his mm-hmm. gift, too, so it was just perfect. So I kind of like hit a high point for him in his gift-giving. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm getting this year, and I'm very excited. I am excited to give my parents their gifts, though. Yeah. I'm really excited. And I got... I got you something good, and I gave your mom really good ideas. So I still think you're going to have a pretty good Christmas. And my birthday's coming up soon. I know. I need to figure out what I'm doing for your birthday. I really don't. Like, I'm going to be turning 28, and it's just, like, the weirdest age. Because you're really in between, like, oh, 25, that's awesome. And, oh, 30, you're going to die soon. Uh, What? It's, like, right in the middle of death. Um, You said (laughs) 20 years till you're 50. Games and groceries. Um... But yeah, so just to announce that uh, next <laughs> week, dog just fell off the couch. Oh, <laughs> he just slid down the side and then off the edge. <laughs> He's okay, guys. I promise. I wouldn't be laughing if he was like hurt, but it was just funny to see. Yeah. So uh, because next week is Christmas Eve, we're going to be uh, recording on Saturday, this Saturday, uh, and we're going to be talking about a special Christmas episode. So no spoilers there, but it's going to be a special Christmas episode. Uh, that's going to be recorded this Saturday, so we don't have to record on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So. Because it's going to be all about family time. Family time. Because my mom's coming up. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we'll watch our past two Christmases. Mm-hmm. On home video. On our home video. I still do home videos. Dag. I don't care if anyone sees <laughs> on it. I loved it. I loved growing up and watching my home videos, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about shout-outs here. I uh, just want to give a shout-out again to Absolute Prodigy. He's getting really close to affili- uh, affiliate status, so he, he needs a couple more viewers. Uh, it's like averaging, right? Uh, so he needs a more average listeners. Mm-hmm. I forget how to say it, like mathematically, like average listeners per hour. Um, but yeah, he needs a it's, he needs a few more. He's currently going through the Kingdom Hearts. Uh, tri- uh, not the whole. It's not even just a trilogy at this point. Yeah. It's he's going through 
the whole saga right now. Yeah. So if whole series. The whole series. So if you're interested in Kingdom Hearts, he's just finishing up Kingdom Hearts one. So it's pretty exciting. So uh, give him a watch. Uh, Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. Uh, also, you know, uh, I've been watching Marcus Graves again. Uh, Marcus Graves is a uh, he, he is a uh, independent filmmaker uh, mm -hmm. from New Jersey. So he he's been making uh, really really good films. He's been uh, still at it, but he currently has a YouTube channel where he uh, reviews Naruto episodes. But <laughs> you know, it's pretty it's pretty decent. But he has a film out called Yin Yang. It's pretty decent. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. But again, local filmmaker, awesome. But uh, and final thing before we get started with the whole podcast. Yes, we saw that freaky Sonic poster. Yes, we saw it. We're not going to talk about it this episode. We're going to save that right for the December 31st episode. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do this episode and then we're going to do a Christmas episode. And then we're going to talk that, about that freaky Sonic poster on the 31st. Yeah, so we will acknowledge it. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out that, yes, we're aware of it. It's just not part of the gaming news of this week. Yeah. Uh, but it was so weird, though. Just talking about it. That was that. weird. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Speaking of movies, you're going to see uh, Spider-Man Into the Universe today. I oh, wait, am. Into the, the Spider-Verse, not the universe. I knew what you meant. Yeah, right. Everybody knew it. But Except I don't get popcorn anymore. Aww. Oh, guys, well. I miss butter. Butter. I miss cheese. I miss dairy, guys. Why? Because I can't have it. We went to my little sister's graduation dinner on Saturday, and we went. It was a, at a really fancy Italian restaurant. If anyone knows Italians, they cook everything in butter. So we had to get my plate made to order. I had a plain grilled salmon, in with or with angel hair pasta mm -hmm. that was made in oil. Yeah. And with all my allergies, because we also mentioned my nut allergy, mm -hmm. we made our waitress so nervous that she asked if I could have a lemon wedge on my plate. Yeah. It was still good. Mm -hmm. But then I had to watch my whole family eat really good chocolate desserts. So Adam got me Haagen-Dazs on his at home. Bummer. Well, the dairy-free. Well, yes, the dairy-free yeah. Haagen-Dazs, which even if you're not dairy-free, I highly recommend. Not mm. sponsored, but um, that would be amazing if I could be sponsored by a dairy-free Haagen-Dazs. Right. Um, but yeah, let's go right into it. Boom. Here we go. Uh, into games and groceries. So those are the shout outs, uh, our stories, but yeah, keep in mind that I just wanted to give that huge shout out about the Sonic movie. Poster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we've seen it. Trust us. Um, but let's go into table talk topics, right? Wow. Now we're going into... Table talk topics. Oh, I almost tricked you. No, you're <clears throat> not. No. No. I'll be. You'll be excited about the new you'd segment that to, we have planned. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you'd have to catch me on like a sugar high yeah. to get me to get me to do it like by accident. Mm -hmm. So every single week, at least weeks that we feel like doing it, uh, we shuffle a random deck of table topics and we take 10 minutes of our time. And do a mini podcast about the table topics. There we go. So we'll shuffle this deck. This is going to pick a random question. And we're going to talk about it for 10 minutes. And this week's table talk topic is going to be... What three words best describe you? Wow. Is this an interview? Yeah, right? I was like, this is a very generic question yeah. that I still don't have an answer to. Uh, I would describe myself as mysterious, handsome... And tall. <laughs> tall. <laughs> I just like the end. Tall. <laughs> Could you imagine if you said the interview? Mysterious, handsome, and tall. Tall. I'm only six foot one, so I'm not that tall. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was that? I don't even know where that yawn came from. Goodness. Um... Are you serious? That's your answer? No, I'm not serious. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, that's that was quick. Uh, I don't know what my answer would be. Yeah, well, well let's uh, put ourselves in it since we know each other so well because, you know, we're married. Um, what what three would you describe me as? And I'll describe you with three. Um, this is going to be a test for you. Goofy. Okay. 
That's it. Just go, <laughs> goofy, stupid. <laughs> you are not stupid. And tall. I hate when you call yourself stupid. It drives me crazy. Man. Um. Like I'm trying to think of how I describe you to people, yeah. like at church, if they don't know your name. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, that. That Viking over there. I usually just say the youth pastor. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's the best way to describe me because I'm everywhere. It's like, which one is he? The youth pastor. Oh, that crazy guy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So you got Goofy. Goofy. Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> blonde? <laughs> Your blonde hair. Yeah, but I shaved it off. But it's still blonde. Even if, if you had brown <laughs> hair, it would be darker. I know. You're just looking for attributes. And it's like Goofy... Blonde goes with Goofy. Like, uh, he's he's not stupid, but he's blonde. He's got blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. And what else? Goofy. No, I don't know these things. Handsome's one. Handsome is a is an adjective. You're handsome, honey. Yay! Goofy, blonde, and handsome. <laughs> I feel like we're playing apples to apples. <laughs> Go ahead. Is that your actual three? Goofy blonde. No, I don't like blonde. All right, I'll go with mine. Okay, you do yours. I'm gonna think about mine. Uh, I would say caring is one. (laughs) You already beat me. (laughs) I mean, like you care about a lot of things. Like you're you're more emotional than I am. I'm I'm very, I'm very black and white, and you live in the gray area, so you you care about people more. That made yourself, you really just put yourself in a really bad light. I mean, but no, I think emotionally about things. Like when you're yeah. ready to think, I'm like, no, that's not going to make them feel very good about. Like I always tell you like how that's mm. going to make people feel because you don't realize how that's going to make people feel. Yeah, exactly. You so. think about how it would make you feel and you're a very special person. Special. <laughs> yeah, I'm very black and white. Like, uh, But Liz is very caring. Uh, I would say artistic and creative. Uh, so like creative, I'll just say yeah. creative. Uh, cause she always like thinks of things like she'll, she'll go around the house and she'll be like, and I'm, I'm picturing this and then she'll point it out and she'll explain it. Like uh, I explained it as I can. Like I just, I literally tell him like, all right, you know where the fridge is? Yeah. I'm like I want that wall gone. And then it'd be just be an Island. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm just like, how do you not understand? Like you watch all the shows with me. You should really understand what I'm saying. Well, like, that's the thing is that like, she, it's not that she doesn't explain it correctly. Is that. You know, she explains it right, but I'm not in that kind of creative mindset <laughs> where I can understand. So, whoopsies. Uh, I just remember how we said we would fix the whole audio with the, and I just like bump into the stands. But anyways, so caring, creative, and uh, brunette. You're stupid. <laughs> um, creative and caring, creative. I need another C word. Uh, cute. Sure. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, cute. Uh, yeah, I would describe you as cute. So. In what way? Um, the way you you go around the dog, like you're just like he's my baby. I. So I have a cute personality. Yeah, cute personality. Because cute can go with like the personality, or can go with just looks. Yeah, looks. Like too. you know. Looks too. Oh. Yeah. So, caring, creative, and cute. Okay. So yours. Is goofy. <coughs> goofy. So you're trying to replace blonde. I'm still. I'm gonna replace handsome too. Oh dang! Wow. I mean, you're, no, you're still handsome, but that's not what I want to use. Dang. Oh my goodness, drama queen. Yeah, that's I, my second one. You're I, goofy. You're a drama queen. Actually, that's pretty true. <laughs> see, the thing is, I do call him the drama <coughs> queen a lot. See, the thing is, is that like. Um, Everybody, everybody sees how big I am, and they're like, "Oh man, you must be really good at construction." And I'm like, "No." He's not allowed near my tools. That Craftsman commercial that's out right now, yeah, really bothers me because it's like, "You're a man and your tools," and mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "My husband's not allowed near my tools." Yeah. I had to teach him how to paint a table. Well, because I'm a drama queen, I need my you lunch. You are a drama queen. Um. So yeah, goofy drama queen, and. I don't know how I, I know what I, I know what it's in my head, but I can't think of the right word to well, describe it. It's like personable and compassionate. 
No, it's like Dag. how you can just talk to. <laughs> gosh, it's not like I'm not using that word. It's just not the word I'm thinking. Like outgoing, like outgoing. like when we go out. Yeah, you're pretty. You're very outgoing because like you. You'll talk to anyone. Yeah. Like we were at Goodwill once in mm. Lancaster and we, this guy tried talking to me like 10 minutes before I started talking to Adam. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm very good at just drop it, like drop, like stopping the conversation dead in its tracks. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Cause I don't understand what the guy was saying anyway. Mm-hmm. But then like 10 minutes later, I see him talking to Adam and then we were stuck at Goodwill for like 30 minutes yeah. with this guy just talking to Adam. And the guy comes to me, he's like, I tried talking to you, but you didn't seem like you really wanted to. And I'm just like, I didn't want to talk. (laughs) I didn't say that, but I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then I went ahead in the corner. So yeah, I would say goofy drama queen and outgoing. Yeah. (laughs) That's three good ways to describe me. Um, yeah, I, I think that answers the question. Yeah. So tell us your three attributes, uh, at gaming groceries. So, uh, again, table talk topics, tweeted us what are your three uh that you would describe yourself or your spouse or your girlfriend or your pets i don't care uh tweeted us at gaming groceries so again follow us uh, on twitter at gaming groceries you can follow us on instagram uh games groceries all one word and <clears throat> if you're on iHeartRadio, spotify itunes like whatever you listen to us on give us your honest feedback give us your honest ratings your your comments right the, the more ratings we get, the more attention we'll get on the front pages of these websites, right? So the more attention we get, the more people we can reach. Uh, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the, the best way you can support us for free is by giving us some star ratings. Uh, and it doesn't have to be five stars. I mean, we are five star, you know. We're, we're, we're amazing. We're, we're a five star podcast. But <laughs> give us your honest feedback uh, on any platform that you're, that you're on. So again, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and uh, give us your honest feedback and uh, go give Absolute Prodigy some love. So <laughs> I think that does it. Uh, let's go into top three gaming news. Right? Okay. So just just for the listener's sake, if we sound tired, by the way, it's because... It's because we are. <laughs> well, I was going to explain uh, that yesterday we had the youth group Christmas party and that was just a lot. It was amazing though it was it was it was a success but it was it was definitely a lot like oh, i yeah. i was planning to finish gris when i came back from youth group and we didn't I, get home until 9 30. no we got home like later than that no, we got home at 9 30. yeah i looked at the clock it was 9 29 oh I yeah in. yeah we we got in and we ate dinner basically and we just pretty much collapsed yeah i mean we still played our games for a little bit but we didn't we just didn't have enough time mm-hmm. to finish yeah. for you to finish that because some of our listeners are like 9.30, you're already tired. But again, we were entertaining teenagers. And middle for, schoolers. For, Don't and forget mil- the middle school. Yeah, entertaining middle schoolers and high schoolers for two and a half hours with And we're Christmas in charge, games. so we did all the yelling. Like mm-hmm. the hype yelling. Yeah. It's exhausting. I can't, how many times did I count to five last night? Yeah, a lot. Because we played a game where I had to count and I had to count out loud. By the, last, by the time the thing had run out, mm-hmm. I had just enough voice left yeah <laughs> to say pass it and that was it so apologies if we seem tired it's because uh we are tired it's because we are yeah but uh yeah we're still excited to do this game uh gaming news because there's a lot that happened this week it was a long week but there's a lot that happened mm-hmm. so <clears throat> one thing welcome to the outer worlds and groceries where we're going to talk about all about the Outer Worlds and how great of a game it's going to be. I'm just going to tune out for the next 10 minutes. You remember, <laughs> but here's the thing. You remember when we first started this podcast and I was just like, Fallout 76 is going to be the best game ever. I love Fallout 76. I remember. That's why I said you shouldn't do that with Outer Worlds because you don't know what's going to happen. Because you also did my the same heart, thing with Andromeda. My heart won't be broken this time. My Andromeda and 76. I'm just saying, I, record my, shows that you're not getting excited about the right games. My my heart won't be broken this time. Last E3, I gave you my heart. But the very next... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, The Outer Worlds, number one. Uh, I'm really, really excited about The Outer Worlds because it has been confirmed that there are no microtransactions in the outer worlds uh this is coming from an interview 
uh, from the creative director, Timothy Kane. Uh, Obsidian announced a new project right after Fallout 76 failed. And the thing about Fallout 76 is that it has microtransactions. And in fact, there's actually data miners that are saying there's going to be more microtransactions coming our way, right? Mm -hmm. So Obsidian announces their new project at the, the right time, right? And everyone's been asking, like, it, about the 2019 release. Like, is there going to be loot boxes? Is there going to be microtransactions? Like, what's this game going to be? And then in an interview with GameStar, Timothy Kane was quoted by saying, there are no microtransactions. You buy it once and enjoy it forever. I love the Outer Worlds it already. Good. Exactly. And, and that's how games should be. It's yeah. Like... I okay. Like when we still had like game cubes. Yeah, it's those kind of games where you can just play it. You just put it in, and that's the game. That's it. Yeah. After they release it, that's it. Yeah. That's the game. There's no fixing. <laughs> now I agree with DLC for the most part. Like yeah. Like if there's DLC packages, like hey, here's more of the game because as we've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, it's costing more to mm -hmm. develop games. It costs so much more than it did back in the gamecube days right yeah um so they have to break even somewhere so that's where dlc packages come in like hey you can support us and still get more of the game you know you can still get yeah. more story so i'm like yeah that's that's fine or like uh the sims 4 and releases like 55 different dlc yeah packages. i was gonna say i'm like we know i'm a fan of dlc because mm -hmm. if you go on our xbox store and type in sims and you have all the dlc there most of them say installed. I have most of them. The only ones I don't mm. have are really the ones that I don't want. Yeah. Like I'm not as interested in having, Goodness. but I have most of them. I mm. want to get the laundry one. You're the enemy of the people. I want to get the laundry one. It's goodness. only eight dollars. No, it's only ten dollars. Oh my goodness. So, uh, but the Outer Worlds promises no microtransactions now this is a dead promise there are no microtransactions you buy it once and enjoy it and the the, the thing you should focus on enjoy it forever mm -hmm. forever um mm -hmm. and that's that's to say that there's never going to be plans for any microtransactions right yeah. and i i, I kind of hope that games follow suit of this i i hope the outer worlds at least gets nominated for game of the year with zero microtransactions right and 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 game companies follow suit mm -hmm. because the more successful a game is with their path, right? The the more that other developers will follow suit, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm hoping that that this is going to be a trend now in 2019. I hope yeah. microtransactions are going to die soon. I know they're not. Like yeah. logically speaking, I know they're not going to the die. Money maker. They are the money maker, and that's the thing. EA will not. EA definitely will never die out microtransactions especially from um fifa or nhl mm -hmm. or anything because that makes them the most amount of money uh, but i love how obsidian's coming in strong with this <clears throat> but i'm just so excited for this game to come out like i'm i'm really really excited because the the difference between Outer worlds and fallout 76 which is going to be our number two gaming mm -hmm. news about fallout 76 is uh is that the outer worlds is actually giving us solid news it's giving us gameplay it's giving us interviews it's giving us uh all its info dumps like they're mm -hmm. pretty much telling us everything out of the gates you know they said here's the outer worlds and then boom info dump right yeah whereas fallout 76 it was just such a mystery it didn't give us any gameplay didn't give any information it gave us a logo it gave us a weird cgi video like it was very mysterious whereas yeah Outer Worlds is just giving us everything. So I'm really excited for it. Welcome to the Outer Worlds and Groceries. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let's move on to number two. Uh, Fallout 76! Woohoo! Everybody's yeah. favorite game. I'm done. I'm done. I'm completely done with Fallout 76. I've only played for a total of, well, not including the beta, the actual release. I've played for a total of like five hours and I'm already done. It's just awful because they keep patching the game and it just gets worse and I don't want to put myself through it. Yeah. Camelworks just put out a YouTube video about Fallout 76 and he said he put in 100 hours into the game and he has nothing but complaints. And it's just dry and it's disgusting. What did he do for 100 hours? You'll have to watch the video. Uh, like 
he just explored the world and he just read notes. And How he, did he do it for a hundred hours? That's what I mean. Like you said, it's so boring. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to make a joke. I know. <laughs> but Fallout 76 has been patched, and this is this is the news that we have. Fallout 76 has been patched to no longer feed the people. Okay, so there was a public event in <laughs> Fallout 76. Yeah. In Fallout 76, there's there's things called public events where you enter into a certain area into the map, and then you're entered into this uh, public event mm-hmm. where it just starts a mission. You have to do an objective, and you get a reward from that, whether it be caps or like some food or an audio log or something. Um, and there's a public event called Feed the People. You go into this rundown factory. You you kill some mutants. Blah blah blah. And uh, you go in, and the prize is. Everybody on the map, all 24 players, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a can of beef stew in their inventory. It's a nice little community event, yeah. right? So, you know, you go in, everybody on the map, they just get, you know, you fed the people. You gave everybody beef stew. It's a nice little thing. Yeah. Apparently, that was a bug. And Bethesda patched it out. They said, like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not supposed to be feed the people. It's just the party members, like your current party members, like only you four will get the beef stew. And everybody's just like livid. They're like, that was a bug. I thought it was a feature. That was the one thing everyone liked about this game. And it was a mistake. It was a mistake. So they patched it out and people are upset. And they're saying that this is like robbing the community, which it is. Mm -hmm. Like this was just a nice little community event that you can just kept it in there. Yeah. Like. Who cares if it was a bug? People liked it. And it's not like it's like a um a buffing issue. Like yeah. it's not like a can of beef stew in Fallout 76 totally regenerates your health. It doesn't it's matter. Just food. It's just a it's just a can of beef stew. Like it's not like uh I don't understand why they had to patch that out. I don't know. And the more patches they put out of this game, the more terrible it gets, right? And <clears throat> and that's the thing, is that Everybody that I've talked to that enjoys Fallout 76 are saying that people are upset because it's an online Fallout. And it's not that. It's not. We were all excited. Everybody yeah, was everyone excited. Everyone was like, okay, that's different. But yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We were excited about an online Fallout. We've always wanted that. Yeah. For So so for people to say that like people are upset that it's an online Fallout, that's not the reason. Everybody was excited for it. Everybody wanted this. Everybody was asking for an online yeah. Fallout. But it's just the way they executed it. It's just not good. It's just poorly executed. And for them to patch out something like this, it's just even worse. So Fallout 76, I don't recommend buying it anytime soon. I wasted 60 bucks on it. I haven't touched it. That's because I'm playing Gris, Celeste, Below, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, pretty much. I've been playing a lot of Sims. You have been playing a lot of Sims. I'm investing in this family. My goodness. <laughs> but don't play Fallout 76. Play could, Sims 4. Play Sims 4 instead. Play Sims 4 instead. My goodness. Uh, so th- that they make Sims 5. Wow. Well, if you keep buying their DLC, they're not going to see the need. Yes, they will. What? Oh, remember what Todd Howard said about Skyrim? He was like, why do you keep putting out Skyrim? Why do you pe- And then he's like... We'll stop buying Skyrim and then we'll stop putting it out. I'm not buying Sims over and over again. Yes, you I'm, are. No, I'm not buying Sims 4 over and over again on different platforms. That's what you but guys are But you're monetizing Sims 4. Whatever. Read the third news. <laughs> but so number three, our final game in the news of the week. Blizzard, the company Blizzard, uh, you know, they, they should have just hidden under the radar, let this whole Fallout 76 thing uh, taken over. But no, they decided not to do that. They decided to go even further in their bullcrap. Uh, the company Blizzard pulls de- uh, developers away from their game Heroes of the Storm because of um, Activision wanting to cut costs in the company, right? So Activision is getting a little greedy with fans. They're seeing like the whole mobile gaming uh, as, a, as a platform. They want more games as a service, right? And they're, they're getting incredibly greedy here. They're taking and and in their um, in their post, he said they were taking away quote unquote talented developers to bring their skills to other projects, right? So, looking at that other projects, right? 
Oopsies. Looking at other projects, Blizzard has already told us that there are more mobile games around their uh, already existing IPs. So when when everybody was just like, oh, the the mobile Diablo game, and then they announced that oh, there's also going to be more mobile games for all of our IPs. That that means Warcraft. That means that probably means Overwatch. Um, could mean Heroes of the Storm. It could be a mobile version of Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. So. <coughs> So they're pulling away developers. Pro players of Heroes of the Storm are getting screwed over with this because they're they they play this actively, they play this yeah. professionally, and so Blizzard is saying, "No, we're we're not going to do that anymore. You're going to they said quote unquote other projects." Yeah. Activision is getting incredibly greedy. Bethesda is yeah. getting incredibly greedy. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't more people be like Obsidian? Obsidian is like. The, the nice sibling that everybody compares them to while the, like, the, the other screw up like Bethesda and Blizzard yeah. they're just like why can't you be more like your brother Obsidian it's like I don't know I just like money yeah. but why can't you be more like Obsidian but so we started off with good news and then two bullcrap news so but yeah it's just upsetting you know mm-hmm Blizzard used to be so well-loved, and so did Bethesda. Both of these companies were really well-loved. Next thing we know, Rockstar, oh, right, with the whole 100-hour deals. But it was still a great game. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption was still a great game. It, it's going to come down to it. Like All these great companies, they're going to have uh, their audience, and they're going to just screw us over all the time. Like I, I just... Yeah. Just make a good game, man. We'll pay you. We'll give you our money. Just make a game. My goodness. I don't know. Just I just can't. I can't even right hmm. now. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on that, Liz? Uh, you know, I'm just tired of <coughs> hearing about mobile games. Yeah. It's just... Well, you need to be respecting mobile games. Give them their respect. Mobile games are not a dirty word, Liz. Hush. <laughs> um... I t- I don't like mobile games. I don't even have I don't even have like game apps on my phone just because they're not the same and they're not as good. Like I even tried having Sims on my phone. I'm just like this is stupid. Mm-hmm. It was just stupid. I hated it. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that like mobile games are fine in their own IPs, right? Angry Birds is a mobile game. Yeah, the I don't little care. ones that you can play while you wait in the waiting room at mm-hmm. you know the doctor's office or something. That's fine. Something yeah. you can play while you have your TV on during commercials. That's fine. Yeah. But full, real video games. Yeah, like are like Diablo Immortal. On, yeah, they're stupid on phones because they're not as good. Mm-hmm. It's on a smaller screen and it's gonna kill your battery. Exactly. Like Pokemon Go, that's a, that's a perfectly fine mobile game, but it murdered my battery. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. It's just like. Just leave your IPs alone. We'll pay you. We've been paying you. Like, Bethesda's only gotten this big. Blizzard has only gotten yeah. that big because people love their games. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Camel Works made a really good point about Bethesda, though, in his video, saying that, like, uh, Bethesda, when it was only 30 people, I think, made Morrowind. When it was only 80 people, it was Skyrim, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And now they had 300 and three development companies and they mm-hmm. made Fallout 76 and they're just like what happened? Yeah. So they got comfortable. <clears throat> exactly. Uh definitely watch this video. It's it's definitely a, a good watch to see like what went wrong. What went wrong. There you go. <laughs> with Fallout 76. But all right, I think that does it with the gaming news. Yeah. Let's talk about what everybody wants to hear. How could Christian games work? So if you're I'm sure an, that's a topic on everyone's mind. I know, right? That's something that they ponder every day. <laughs> so if you're so if you're new to this podcast, uh, every single week we take a gaming community or gaming industry question and we just discuss it for the next half hour or so. Uh, and since the most popular episode that we have so far is why don't Christian games work, we we just wanted to follow it up with how they could work, yeah. right? So let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, the very first thing, the low hanging fruit here. Okay. Going into this, how could Christian games work? Three words, substance over style. 
substance over style, right? Mm-hmm. So we we watch. So this is just to set up the conversation. Me and me and my, me and my wife, Liz. That's you. That's me. That's you. Uh, we watched the uh, British baking. Wait, what was it called? Brit- the Great British Baking Challenge. Yeah, or baking show gr- challenge. I'm pretty sure it's challenge on YouTube. Yeah. I have Netflix on my phone. But there was one. Uh, there was one particular contestant, right? Francis, right? She kept uh, having the concept of cakes, concepts of bakes, um, and she kept like making this show. Oh, ba- baking the show! Great British baking show. I thought, yeah. Uh, she kept making the concepts of these cakes, but they ended up being dry. They ended up being not flavorful. Yeah, they looked amazing, but they didn't have the quality. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Paul Hollywood kept coming up to Francis like, what do we say to you every single week? Substance over style. You have to make a good bake. You have to make good flavors. You have to make a great cake. Before it can look good. Exactly. Like if it, it can look a mess and taste amazing. That's what matters. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's just like as long as the cake is good and flavorful, you can make any style you want. He doesn't care. In fact, he wants more style, but you should focus on the substance, mm-hmm. right? So that's just to set up the conversation here. Substance over style, right? I think this can be taken to any sort of game you want to do, but just talking about Christian games, uh, I think they, and this talks about Christian movies and books too. Mm-hmm. I think they focus more on their style, meaning that the Christian style, more than they focus like on... Like making sure you know it's Christian. Exactly. And I feel like it insults your intelligence, yeah. right? Uh, so right now you're writing a Christian book, mm-hmm. right? And um, I have another one and you have, in mind. Right. Which and is more of what we're talking about. <laughs> pretty much. And, and that's the thing. So like, um, is that you're focusing more on making... A good story, mm-hmm. making that good readable uh, page turner, right? Yeah. Over the the actual style, right? I mean, I can share. Yeah, go for it. So the first book that I came up with, it was a story that had come up that mm-hmm. had come to me for a college project for a video, actually. Mm-hmm. But the story stuck with me, and I told you this that the story just kind of stayed with me, and I wanted to write it. Mm-hmm. So it's more of something. It's clearly Christian. Mm-hmm. It's about a girl who get saved yeah by meeting this person i'm not giving you the whole plot of my book because i want people to buy it yeah <laughs> i'm all, i'm still in the first draft so don't like try and look for it. right 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 <laughs> um but so that one is more like this is clearly christian it's about this girl getting saved the person she's talking to is clearly a christian mm-hmm. that's what it's about the book that i just came up with last week actually is I've wanted to a couple like a couple months ago I told Adam I want to write another book that isn't so clearly Christian. I want to yeah. base it off of, you know, see a story in the Bible and make a movie that similar that when people watch it if they're Christian they go, yeah. That's very similar to this story. Yeah. And cuz I just see like writers like CS Lewis mm-hmm. who wrote Chronicles of Narnia and honestly even when I was 12 I watched that movie and I didn't realize it was Christian. I didn't realize he was Christian. Yeah. But I remember when they saw Aslan and, mm-hmm. you know, when he had been tortured. And I was like, that sounds like Christian. Stuff. Yeah. And then when I grew up, I found out that it is Christian. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do so, like, that's my kind of my goal with the second book. And I came up with this trilogy about a king. And it's kind of just the story, uh, like, from the very beginning of the book. Yeah. To the very end of the Bible. I haven't decided if I'm including the Revelations part. But something similar to that. So I'm really on both sides of the spectrum that we're talking about where it's like Mm -hmm. you can have something that's hand-fisted Christian. Yeah. Where it's like, this is Christian. Or it can be like, oh, that actually sounds pretty familiar. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. It's just like it sounds familiar. And and, and I don't think with any sort of media outlet, talking about just games, right? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be insulting people's intelligence. No. Right? The the one thing I did have a problem with with We Happy Few, right? Yeah. The, the, the story was fantastic, um, but it was very ham-fisted. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was very, like, blunt to you. Like, this is about people who, who always want you to see happiness and always want you to take your joy. And all. it was very obvious. Yeah. Instead of making you think, 
right? Yeah. And talking about that, um, looking at Gris, right? Mm -hmm. If you haven't played it yet, Gris just came out this this past week, right? It came out on Nintendo Switch and uh, PC. And you have to think, right? It doesn't, it's no dialogue. Uh, There's no like written words or anything like that. You just experience the story Mm -hmm. and you have to interpret, right? What does this, what's this all about? And a lot of reviewers, and I definitely agree with this, say it's like it's all about finding your voice in mm-hmm. this world, you know, finding your voice. But that's the thing is that, like, you have to experience the game. You have to experience the universe. You have to experience the, the whole game, right? Uh, I still haven't beaten it yet. I'm on the last level. I was just exhausted, and I just wanted to experience the game when I was awake. Um, but it's one of those things that you have to think and mm-hmm. ponder and replay it and just understand it instead of being insulted and saying yeah. like, like we happy few, but that goes into Christian games. Yeah. You know, asking us how could they work? Not are they necessary, but if you want to make one, how could a Christian game work? Don't insult people's intelligence. Yeah. Like there, there was a game that, I don't know if it came out, but it was from the Tornado Twins. And they did The Life of David or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, it's all about uh, the King David. And it's it's a lot like Skyrim. But it just looked so bad. It looked like a... It looked like a video game that your super Christian grandma would get it, it does. you for Christmas. Exactly. And it was just... um, It was, it was poorly designed... I, I didn't play it because I don't know if it was ever released, but it was just so ham-fisted. It's like, oh, this is about David. It's about Bible characters. It's mm-hmm. about this. And what's bad and why I don't enjoy Christian films, it doesn't allow me to think about the story. It doesn't allow me mm-hmm. to sit there and re-watch it and understand things. Yeah, It's not like the Lord of the Rings films. The reason why they were so popular it was because... It made you think. It made you want to rewatch it. It made mm-hmm. you think about the themes of the movie. It made you want to discuss the movie. Exactly. What's there to discuss about God's Not Dead? Exactly. And that's why, like, not to go back to my book, but, mm-hmm. like, even the one that's, like, clearly Christian, mm-hmm. the one thing that's driving me and like, because of how we view these things. Yeah. I don't want to make it so corny Christian. I don't want it to be so predictable. Like every time I'm about to write something big in the story, I'm like, wait, yeah, is this predictable? And is this in every other Christian movie? Exactly. You know, and that's the thing with video games is that you can still do a really good Christian game and you can even make it clearly Christian. Cause I was just thinking of how Celeste, mm-hmm. it's clearly about anxiety. It's clearly, yeah, you know that because of in the game, you know, of, of what they're, yeah, what they're, what saying they're having you do, of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And you could do, I feel like you could do something similar to that. You could, yeah. You know, do like one of those like side scrolling ones where your adventure like is. a platformer, to, yeah. Yeah. Where you can, you're doing it and you're looking for something. You're, yeah. You're looking for, I can't think of a good metaphor right now <laughs> off the top of my head, but yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like something that's clearly Christian. Yeah. You know, you're looking for the light in exactly. the darkness or something like that. And that's the thing. Like you can, you can do something like that looking for your light in darkness, but like have the player experience it. Right. Exactly. Like do Christian thematics. Yeah. Right. Don't go off of Bible stories. That's not going to work. There's a bunch of reasons why yeah. a Bible story in a video game wouldn't work. One, Okay. It's corny. Yeah, it's corny. The dog's in my lap right now, so he's just he's like... He's making... He's just being weird. He's just being weird. Hi, dog. You be you being good? No. <gasps> yes, he is. He's being good. He's just laying there like a little butt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, the reason why I don't think a Bible story would work well in a video game, mm-hmm. one, you're going to make it corny. Yeah, there's I, no way to not make it corny if you're literally doing the Bible story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't... The unpopular opinion here. I don't like sight and sound. I I don't like their most of their stories. It's. I think they're okay. I I mean I love musicals. So I, again, I don't like musicals. Yeah, exactly. I love musicals, and they're just their production quality is amazing. Yeah, that's just me. I don't like musicals, and everybody's like. So a musical about the Bible is just like it's y- it's y- hell on earth for me. Yeah. 
Um, but that's the thing. Is that like everybody's like, oh, you're a Christian, you must love sight and sound. No, I hate sight and sound. Please don't make but me. But mostly go. because you hate musicals. Mostly because I hate musicals. Um, but one, you're going to make it corny, and two, you're diving into theology. And when you dive into the theology, right, or or the story mm-hmm. of, or telling of the story, you're gonna get people really angry about that. Yeah. If you don't tell that story to the T, you're gonna get a lot of hate, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's there's a bunch of reasons, but the top two is you're gonna make it corny, you're gonna make it wrong. Uh, I, I can't think of any other reasons <laughs> beyond that, yeah. but uh, and also it's just it wouldn't work. The story wouldn't work as a game. Right, mm-hmm. it just it just won't work unless you're doing Jehu, who just slaughtered people at the house of Ahab. Sure, maybe that will work uh, in Second Kings if you want to read that Jehu. But that's a, that's the thing is that like it doesn't work. You you should leave Bible stories alone. Yeah, but what you can <coughs> do mm-hmm. is do themes. Yeah, themes the same the idea. Life. Like even if you did the prodigal son mm-hmm. as a video game, oh, it could work. That, that could work. But you can't do it so clearly. Like even like I said, the trilogy that I plan on doing mm-hmm. is a is going to be just the story of God's promise in the beginning, God delivering that promise and how that plays out afterwards. Through a fantasy world. Through yeah, but in a fantasy world. So there's gonna be things different. Clearly a king isn't gonna have that same power of God. Mm-hmm. But it's go but you're gonna look at it and be like mm-hmm. That kind of lines up with with the Bible, doesn't? It? Like you're gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, that that kind of that sounds kind of familiar." Yeah. And that's what you need to go with. If you want to make a Christian video game, you have to go with that. You can you can do the Prodigal Son as a video game. Yeah. But don't you don't have to make it so clear. You don't have to make it so that the son disappears and becomes great or anything. It doesn't have to be exactly like that. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I think a lot of people do. They're like, oh, well, it's not the prodigal son. It's not the same names, yeah, but it's almost but it's the like exact same story. And you it's can't. It's been done before. Exactly. You can't do the same thing over and over again. You have to do something different. Yeah. Have, have a creative bone in your body, like honestly. Exactly. But the, the, the thing, I, I can't talk enough about Gris. <laughs> like, I, I really love that Last game. Last week so was far. Celeste. This week is Gris. Yeah. Um,. I have to beat Celeste. I'm almost done with Celeste too. But then Gris came up and playable characters podcast. Uh, Brian specifically, he was like, "Oh, put everything aside, play Gris." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and it was it's only a four hour game, so I was like, "Yeah, I can play that in a day." Then I'll go back to Celeste. And then we got busy. And then we got busy. <laughs> um, I'll probably beat it today. Yeah. But the thing I love about Gris is just it, it's such a beautiful world, and you can. But that's the thing. It's there's no real context if you can say in the context of of like anybody like talking to you or um a note you have to read it's just the world is the context and the 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 adventure is the context and the things you have to do in that world is the hi dog is the context right Mm -hmm. and that's the thing about a christian game um you need to work on themes of what it's like to be a christian you need to work on the themes of like m- maybe like a lesson from from the Bible, from Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Right. But you need to work on it that you're not insulting someone's intelligence. Yeah. The reason why I think me and you both hate Christian movies is because they're just they're so drab. And I, I hate a movie and I hate games yeah. that tell me like as if I'm not going to understand. Yeah. And what's the point of a Christian movie like yeah Yeah. so christians can have movies to see that they know is clean and they don't have to worry about their kids seeing something bad Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're still showing that movie to Mm non-believers and like i just imagine if my mom like my mom and my sister would never see Mm -hmm. that movie would never see god's not dead well like i i showed it to uh, our friend John one time and he mm-hmm. was just like laughing the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. But and that's why the movies that are Christian themes or mm-hmm. based on an idea like or Lord, a story. Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Yeah. That the that's more successful in reaching people mm-hmm. and showing the idea or the possibility of God mm-hmm. to non-believers because it's put in something that they don't even realize is Christian like the Matrix. By the oh yeah that that's something too. By the way, um, I I love going to churches and I love hearing youth group kids like saying like oh I'm not allowed to watch Lord of the Rings. 
you know that's Christian, right? Exactly. <laughs> like I imagine, because like a lot of kids when like in our college weren't al- aren't allowed to watch anything with magic in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Lord of the Rings. I mean, mm-hmm. even the Matrix. If you're really strong and in like yeah. if your parents are really scared about that stuff, you're not even allowed to watch most of like Narnia. Yeah. Like it's a magic wardrobe. That's magic. Magic. But that's what I mean. Like. Yeah. But that's okay because Christians are already Christian. They don't need. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know the Bible because they hear it every week. Yeah. Like they need to, well, you know what I mean? Like they don't need movies to reach them. Mm-hmm. They know they've been reached. The one of the last points we're going to make, uh, one of the last points we're going to make is, uh, talking about, we, we talked about this on the previous episode of, uh, why they don't work. Right. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the game Halo, right? Yeah. And how there's a ton of Christian themes mm-hmm. in the game of Halo. We talked about how, um, Master Chief is named after a Bible verse. His name is John. He's Spartan 117, going off of John 117. And it's about how mm-hmm. uh, Jesus came with grace, yeah. right? There's a lot of uh, religious themes in that game. But here's the thing the people love that game because of the mechanics of that game. People love Halo. Loved. Let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, Halo 5 was garbage. But. <laughs> People loved Halo. People loved people loved Halo mm-hmm. 2. You don't touch Halo 2 because the multiplayer was amazing. The gunplay was amazing. The 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 way the story developed was yeah. phenomenal. But the reason why it was so phenomenal is because they focused on, let's say it together now, they focused on the substance of the game over the style of the game, yeah. right? They focused on <clears throat> giving you great uh, weapon models. They give you great enemy types. They give you great uh, multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Halo was a phenomenal game. It's going to be down in history books of video gaming, Uh, but it still has religious themes in it, right? And and that's the thing, is that, like, if you want to reach people, right, you got to focus first on making a solid game work on your mechanics first work on your world first mm-hmm. the, the the thing that's disgusting about video games if your game world is ugly if it looks like a xbox 360 game in 2020 right no one's gonna play it if it looks like garbage if it plays like garbage if it if it feels like garbage mm-hmm. <clears throat> fallout 76 um no one's going to play it. Yeah. Like bottom line, no one's going to play it, you know. But if you focus on making a great game and then fitting in your themes, right? Yeah. That's what makes it great, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you can make a good Christian game work. Yeah. We're not, though, necessarily saying that Christian games are necessary, no, I, I don't think there. Ne- I don't think there's a huge market for it. But if mm. there are Christians who want to make a video game and they want to try and reach people mm-hmm. or at least have their Christian values in it. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't make it so obnoxiously Christian. Exactly. It's just like and I don't think it truly matters. I think you can reach people right with gaming, I mean, we'll be upfront with this. We want to try to turn this uh, this podcast into a ministry someday. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not trying to do it as a Christian gaming podcast. Welcome to welcome to Christian games and, and groceries. We're yeah. scared of of the bubble. We're mostly just not ignoring the fact that we're Christian. Exactly. Uh, but that's the thing. It's just like you can you know love people man like you can just like go out to gaming like such a hippie when you said that just love people love people man (laughs) well that's the thing man that's the thing is that like i feel like the christian church just uh alienates gamers Mm -hmm. and they're just like oh you're playing games oh you're such a they think that it makes you such a bad christian because you play games where you kill people exactly where you know okay well we'll reach that market for you yeah but Well, that's the thing, though. It's just like I don't think like an actual Christian video game is necessary. But how you could make it work? Let's let's be honest here. I don't think any video game is necessary. No, I don't think this world needs video games. Yeah, but at the same time, it does. It's a great market. It's a great market. Like gaming 
is important to people. It, it relaxes them. It mm -hmm. takes them away from this world, right? No game is necessary, but if you want to make a Christian game, please, and this is going from movie makers too, please stop insulting people's intelligence, you know? Just give them a good game and let them think about it. Yeah. That's the great thing about the internet, the one great thing, uh, is that people come up with theories, people come up with thoughts, people talk about your projects, right? Mm -hmm. You put in a hidden message or an Easter egg into uh, your video game or your movie, and the internet just goes wild, mm -hmm. right? Like even thinking about a game like Gris or Celeste, right? People talk about those themes. People yeah. talk about like, what could this mean? What could that mean? Especially for a game like Gris. I cannot talk more about Gris. Gris is so good. Please go play it. It's only $17. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Please. Please. But uh, it's on Nintendo Switch and Steam. Please. But Gris, Gris has to be one of the best examples of one of. There's many games like it. By the way, if, you, if you're not sure if you'll like Gris, uh, it, I feel like it's Oxenfree meets Journey, if that makes sense. Even that's not a good description of it, but that, that's like the iceberg, you know. <laughs> uh, but Gris is such an excellent example of what, what we're talking about here, is that like you're just exploring this world and you're you just have to ponder the themes. I'm going to replay this game and just like think about where I'm going, why I'm doing this. What what could this mm -hmm. creature mean? There's just no themes to it. Well, there are themes to it. That that's the whole game. There's themes to it. And you just have to think and replay it and discuss it and talk with your friends about it and just like enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Versus a a movie like War Room. <laughs> War Room, it the thing about the Kendrick brothers is that they're they're generally nice people. Mm -hmm. They're good. They're good people. Yeah. Like we're not trying to say that they're like in it for the money, but you can tell they're marketing it towards church people. Oh yeah. In fact, their new uh their their new movie coming out, Overcomer, which is that's a stupid name. I'm sorry, that's a stupid name, Overcomer. Come on, like yeah. that's stupid. Stop it. Anyways. But even on the trailer, you see a website called overcomer.com slash group tickets. They're they're marketing yeah, they're, they're marketing yeah. for church groups. Yeah. So that's the thing about I don't like the Kendrick Brothers movies like War Room or this new movie Overcomer. It's because like it doesn't allow you to really discuss it because everything's just there. You yeah, know? It's all right there. It's all right there. Like there's nothing really to say more about it. Yeah. You just watch the movie once and you get you get the themes right there. Yeah. You know, versus um, versus Gris, where you just have to keep playing it over and over and over again until you just fully understand what it's talking about. You know, um, that that goes for most indie platformers like Unravel. Oh, it's so good. But like the themes of family and togetherness, Unravel 2 is OK. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. Um, it was more about child whimsiness, but unravel the themes about, you know, coming together as a family and just being there in the moments. Mm -hmm. But there's no dialogue in Unravel, you know? Yeah. So if you're a Christian game developer, play Gris, Unravel, Oxenfree, uh, these great stories. Well, Oxenfree has dialogue. But these great stories that just have deeper themes to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you should be going for if you're going to make a Christian game. Yeah. Right. And if Christian games, which aren't necessary, by the way, we're not advocating like we need more Christian games. It's wait, 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 wait. It's Christian. I just want to hope you didn't trademark that. Oh, no. That was from Say Goodnight, Kevin. Um we're not just trying to say that like we want more Christian games, please. <laughs> but if if you're gonna go do it, stop insulting people's intelligence and focus on the substance of mm -hmm. your game. Focus on your world. Focus on your art. Like the art of the world. Focus on that. Gris's art is amazing. <laughs> uh, wait, what are we talking about again? How could Christian games work and not why Gris is such a great game? Oh my goodness. But that's the thing. Gris is Gris has such amazing artwork behind it. 
And I think people should be focusing more on the artwork and the design of the yeah. game versus the themes, right? Uh, any last words? Um, not really. Oh. <laughs> as, as a no, mostly just don't make it. If you're going to do something that's clearly Christian, don't make it so corny. Mm-hmm. Like, still try and make it an interesting story that even non-Christians want to mm. see. Because, like, that's my thing with my book that's still clearly Christian. My goal is, like, I still want it to have the same con- same quality of drama yeah. in it, you know, mm-hmm. as a regular story. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just, like, you want to make a good book. You want to make a good page turner. Yeah. Think of the the plot. Mm-hmm. And then and then add the Christian stuff in. Yeah, exactly. You know, think of a really good story and then add the mm-hmm. Christian elements to it. Exactly. It, it's just, yeah, I don't want to make anybody mad and say, like, they can't work. If you work really hard, I'm sure it can. But the problem is most of the people who are doing it aren't. Mm-hmm. They're just not doing it yeah. in that way. Exactly. So... Take our words with a grain of salt. This is just uh, two people's opinion of how yeah. they could work. Not that they're necessary, but like if if it's going about how could Christian games yeah. work. Uh, I just wanted to make this follow up episode because I don't want people thinking like when they're just keep listening to the how yeah. why they don't work. We're not trying to say they can't ever work. It's, it's just sh- they have to be done <clears throat> delicately. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like they focus more. It's like, I need to reach people more Bible. And just (laughs) like, no, just, you know, hint at it and then let the conversation flow from there. You know, Um, that's a big thing in youth ministry is that like, it's like, what can we do? That's more Bible. Like, what can we do? Like, oh, oh, there's this one thing. I shouldn't point out names. I'm going to say it. There's there's a thing that people have been suggesting me to go to. It's called Gospel Skate Night. No, like, no, no. One, it's from 9 p.m. to 12 in the morning. Gospel skate night. No, I don't even. It's also like 45 minutes from our house. Yeah. I'm just like, not everything has to be like incredibly Christian. Because here's the thing about if any youth pastors listen to this, I call them the youth pastor scam. You know, they'll sell you things by putting on the Christian name. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember there was one time where I was working in Lancaster as a youth pastor and uh, the, and the, the local baseball team, the, the barnstormers, I think it was. No, 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 no. no. It wasn't. It was up in Harrisburg. It was in Harrisburg. That's right. And they and they called me and they're like, Hey, they're trying to sell tickets. Yeah. They're trying to sell tickets. And they told me like, Hey, um, just wanted to let you know, uh, in three weeks, it's going to be Presbyterian night. Do you want to buy tickets? And I was like, it's like, how do you even have a Presbyterian? Night? I was like, just what crosses everywhere? Like, and I, and what? I asked them, I was like, what do you mean Presbyterian night? They're like, oh, you know, we, we invite Presbyterian churches out and to, to sell tickets. And uh, so there's also, um, uh, you know, we recognize Presbyterian churches. You want to yeah, buy basically tickets? You get the, ba- I mean, those things, y- it does kind of show church because they'll point you out in the stance and say, oh, this group is from Highland Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. We're, oh, name drop. Oops. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like we work there anymore. Yeah, right. But that's what I mean. Like, that it's to bring recognition to the church so that people will maybe go to your church. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Uh, I, I call the youth pass a scam. There's there's some who are general like they're actually genuinely genuinely like involved in it. Yeah. But like I get really concerned when they say like it's a Christian event and it's just like okay that doesn't mean anything to me by the way. Um, but same thing with the Christian games. Just make a good game. Just make an amazing game. Go play Gris and then and then design your game. Yeah. Go if you're not developing a game, go play Gris. Oh my goodness. But. Greece, Serg. Is it Serg? Did no. I get it right? Dag. So I think this is a good place to end our topic. Yeah. So again, just summing up, you should focus on the substance of our style. We're not trying to say that Christian games are completely necessary, but if they are, focus on making an amazing game with the thematics of Christianity. Go watch Lord of the Rings. Go play Gris. Gris isn't Christian. I don't know. But just go play Gris. Um, and just 
work your passion as a game developer, right? Yeah. And then put in your themes, you know? That's just one person's opinion. That's two people's opinion. There you go. Well, if Floki counts, it's Floki's opinion, too. Well, we don't know, and we can't speak for him. Yeah, poor dog. Our dog's name is Floki. So that concludes this week's episode. Uh, we thank you for listening to this week's episode. We want to remind you again to please follow us on Twitter. Uh, I know you're listening to us. You can follow us on Twitter, by the way, uh, at Gaming Groceries. We just love talking to you guys. Anytime someone comments on one of our statuses, we just love talking yeah. to you. Uh, we That's the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is just to connect with you guys. Yeah. So uh, follow us at Gaming Groceries. We would love to talk to you. Follow us on Instagram. I put on gaming memes all the time so follow us on instagram games and groceries all one word uh and if you're on ios right now if you're on uh, anchor by the way if you're on any of your platforms just give us your honest feedback the more range we get the more we're boosted up and the more we will fight this battle of the road to featured on anchor <laughs> anchor once again i know you're listening to this i know you're monitoring all your podcasts before they go up i understand that and, and I applaud you for that. Put us on featured. Just on just on the games and hobbies. That's it. That's all I want. The yeah. games and hobbies one. Do it. Mm-hmm. So, hashtag road to featured. Hashtag yes, please. Hashtag focus Anyway. But we thank you for listening to this week's episode. Again, our new episode is going to be this Saturday. What, what would that be? The 21st? 22nd? It's the 22nd. 22nd. It's Pupper's birthday. Pupper's birthday. On his got you day. On his got you day. We adopted him last year on the 22nd. Yeah. So uh, look for us on December 22nd, this Saturday, for a fe- uh, special <laughs> special Christmas episode. And uh, we won't spoil it anymore. So we thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Have a good week. Bye.